The Power Zone Sports Podcast is brought to you by Titan Home Lending, TicketSmarter.com, and our Florida realtor, Drew Felios. Enjoy the podcast. Larry Bird's not walking through that door. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. It's my team. It's my quarterback. Okay. It is to be the man, you gotta beat the man. The two one. Swag lane drive left field. One run is in. Here comes Green. Here's the run of the play. He is safe. Green run. This is the Powers on Sports podcast. All right, welcome in. Welcome in, Powers on Sports podcast. Valentine's edition of the Powers on Sports podcast. Hope everybody had a nice Valentine's Day. If you had that special someone to spend time with, whether it's uh, at this point you're listening, it's too late. You are late. And so if you forgot to buy something, you're in big, big trouble. But hopefully everybody uh, had a fabulous uh, week if they were spending some time with that special someone. And if you were did not have that special someone, hope you had a fab- good day with yourself and uh, a little self-improvement and all that good stuff as we move forward. NFL football season is in the books. Super Bowl 58 is a final. We had our second ever overtime game. Obviously, the Chiefs beat the 49ers 25-22, and we will get into all those details and I've got a lot of I've got a lot of thoughts on the game uh, here in a little bit. We'll get into that. No guests this week. We're going to talk we're not going to I'm just going to Talk about the Super Bowl. I'm going to recap the Super Bowl. We got obviously some breaking news uh, earlier in the day today with the the shooting that happened at the Kansas City Chiefs uh, parade. We'll talk about that here in a second. Got Tiger Woods coming back to the PGA Tour this week out at the LA Open. Got a college basketball coach getting fired and Selection Sunday right around the corner. So we're going to hit a few topics. It's going to be primarily Super Bowl-centric. We're going to do a little recap of the game. Uh, there's been a coaching change in San Francisco as well, probably as a result of the game. So we'll get we'll get into all that uh, first. Remember, you can subscribe. If you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. Spotify, Spreaker, Apple, Google, whatever podcast platform you're listening to, hit that subscribe button and you'll get the episodes dropped to you each and every week. Uh, you can find out find our video content uh, on the Jason Power Sports channel on YouTube. Check that out. Subscribe to that. Had the uh, and you can also uh, again uh, Powers on Sports podcast. Uh, all all my podcast uh, ventures are on as part of that uh, YouTube channel. Had the pleasure over the weekend before we get to the 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 the, the, the tragic news in Kansas. They had the pleasure over the weekend to call the uh, down at IMG Academy, which is about an hour south of Tampa here in Bradenton. Had the opportunity to go call uh, two. Uh, IMG had a invitational basketball tournament last weekend. Had four teams from all over the country, one from California, one from Long Island, IMG, and then we had another team from uh, Virginia, the famed Oak Hill Academy. Four preps, four big-time elite prep schools all came down to IMG and played for the a weekend set of games. Had the opportunity to work the games on Saturday, a doubleheader. Uh, had, we'll have kids in, the, in these 
on these four teams that will be playing in college basketball next year all over the country, from Florida to Baylor to uh, Seton Hall, uh, every, everywhere in between. It, just a really good uh, two-game set we had. A couple interesting notes about the, 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 the teams involved. Um, Carmelo Anthony was in the house. Got a picture with Carmelo. His son plays for the team out of Long Island, Luhai Lutheran, which is a very uh, very elite prep uh, prep basketball program. Uh, they have a very good team up in out uh, of out of Long Island. But Car- Carmelo Anthony was in the house. Got to chat with him for a couple minutes. And his son uh, is a junior there at uh, Luhai. And, and did did a, had a really good game. He'll be a good player next year. Very similar to his dad. Not the most athletic guy in the world, but just a smooth player. Can play defense. Good, nice little mid range game. And he'll be he'll be a college player next year somewhere. Uh, and we also had the opportunity to see for IMG. He didn't play in the game. Uh, the games this weekend. I'm not sure if it was injury related. Probably was. But Oliver Ryu. He's a seven foot seven. Yes, I just said that. Seven foot seven inch player out of Montreal who's at IMG Academy. He's going to be going to play at Florida next year for the Gators. Um, so interesting to see how Oliver uh, finishes out his, his senior year and obviously will transition to the uh, next level of college basketball in the SEC. Kind of reminds me of a Zach Eady kind of guy. I didn't see Zach Eady when he was young, but uh, Oliver will be able to put on some weight most definitely when he get, they get him on a weight program and, and eating and all that good stuff. So he will... Uh, he kind of reminds me of a, of a Zach Eady. Uh, again, seven foot seven. I know Zach Eady's like seven three, something like that. This kid is ginormous. You can go to my Twitter handle at JPO Sports. I took a picture with Oliver and myself, and I'm only about five seven, five eight, and you'll see <laughs> what a what a uh, difference in the picture it is. But at JPO Sports, you see that picture of uh, myself and Oliver Ryu over the weekend down at IMG Academy. But, but just a high-quality event there. Appreciate the, the people from League Ready who stream the games. They do a great job with the production side of things and had the opportunity to call uh, two games down there at IMG Academy. Had not been down there uh, before to see the facilities, beautiful facilities, whether it's basketball, tennis, golf, you name it. It's a beautiful facility down there in Bradenton. So that was the uh, how my weekend led into the Super Bowl. And again, before we get to the Super Bowl, just want to just reiterate the uh, the tragedy. I had one person killed in the at the uh, conclusion of the Kansas City uh, parade celebration parade Super Bowl parade today in Kansas City. Twenty one or twenty two have been confirmed injured due to gunshots. Uh, sounds like eight or nine, ten kids were injured as part of the gunshots as well, which is just terrible. And it's just uh, you know just another example of of a mass shooting in this country. You can't even go to a celebration of a Super Bowl championship without there being the fear of, of chaos and and, and and shooting. It's just another example of just way too many guns in this world. We gotta get, we gotta do a better job as a society. Uh, no matter what side of the debate you're on, we have to do a much better job just figuring out ways to get the guns off the streets, less guns, because it's just nothing. Nothing good happens when so many people have access to guns. Just sorry to say that nothing good happens. Uh, again, another example of a situation where everybody who's pro gun is going to say, "Well, we want to be able to, you know, we want to be able to have a gun on us to protect ourselves." I've still yet to see an incident in a public setting where an incident's happened and somebody, one of the person, people in the crowd, shoots the gunman dead right in the middle of the right in the middle of the town square because they got they got their pack and heat. So uh, too many guns. We have got to figure out a way as as a, as a again to have some measurable and some 
meaningful gun, gun legislation to figure out a way to make it safer for people that are that are capable of, of handling having a gun and figuring out ways to get keep make sure guns don't get into the people that are not capable because just too much chaos, too much pandemonium and one of these days it's going to hit somebody close to your to your family and it's going to be something that uh, you know like I've said before and I'll say it again if a private school in Washington DC got got uh, struck down by by a mass shooter tomorrow in in one of the private schools or a public uh, a setting where a bunch of uh, legislators kids were involved there would be gun legislation in the blink of an eye within within one week there would be gun laws passed from sea to shining sea federal laws if it was involving uh, congressmen or senators' kids that were involved in a mass shooting at a, at a school or at a, an event or a school or a sports sports uh, venue or something like that. The laws would be changed in 30 seconds. Uh, but until that happens, uh, we still have to deal with the, the issues of red versus blue and all the things that go go to that. So, all right, well, I'll move on from that. Can't Again, wanted just to give a shout-out to the people in Kansas City. We're thinking about you. Uh, there were some heroes, apparently, that uh, tackled one of the gunmen. Uh, so sh- kudos to them and for the people that were uh, involved in helping, uh, you know, take take down the, uh, the 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 alleged perpetrator. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but again, one dead, one confirmed dead. I think around 22 injured, and I'm sure the hopefully the that will be the the only count of in, of death will be one. Uh, it's still one too many. But hopefully uh, the other 22 will, will make it through just fine. All right, on to the Super Bowl. Obviously, the 49ers uh, lose the game to the Chiefs 25-22. We got a little overtime. Uh, I'll just do a little general recap of the game. First quarter, quarter and a half, pretty boring. Obviously, we saw McCaffrey fumble the opening drive when they were driving to score. We saw Pacheco fumble, uh, both of them inside the 20-yard line. So both teams had a, had a red zone turnover there early in the game. Uh, Kansas City, uh, I mean, excuse me, uh, San Francisco jumps out on the on the trick play of the, 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 the throwback pass from Jawan Jennings to, to McCaffrey goes into the end zone. They go up 10-0 uh, late late in the second quarter. And this is where some of the uh, debate starts about some of the uh, mistakes I think Kyle Shanahan made. So Kansas City drives the ball down the field. They have first and 10 from about the 14-yard line with a minute nine left in the half. They've called timeout. San Francisco had all three timeouts. San Francisco does not call timeout after first down. They don't, they barely, they let 40 seconds run off the clock. They don't call their first timeout until about 25 seconds left in that. A massive mistake by Shanahan. He had three timeouts. He could have called three straight timeouts on first, second, and third down. Held them to the field goal, which they ultimately ended up having to kick a field goal after third down. Would have had the ball with somewhere around 50 seconds left in the half, no timeouts, but would have about 50 more seconds to go down and drive and kick a field goal. Instead, they let Kansas City basically milk the clock down to nothing, uh, kick a field goal, and makes it 10 to three at the half uh, when it easily could have been 13 to three, and it should have been probably 13 to nothing or 17 to three based on the 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 the, the uh, balance of play in the first half. San Francisco was clearly the better team in the first half. Uh, moved the ball pretty consistently, but just could not uh, get any offensive firepower other than the touchdown. But again, a major uh, 
time management issue by Kyle Shanahan at the end of the first half by not using his timeouts on defense when he very easily could have done that and got the ball back. Knowing he wasn't going to get the ball to start the second half, Kansas City was going to get the first possession in the second half. And as well, knowing that you were going to have a 30-minute delay or so at halftime, so you weren't going to get the ball. You probably weren't going to have the ball for somewhere in the range of 50 minutes or so of real time from the last time you scored to kick a field goal to make it 10-0 to when you got the ball back again in the third quarter. So just a bad move there by uh, by uh, Shanahan. I was very surprised that people on TV did not question that. I'll give Tony Romo credit. He did make a comment after first down that Kansas or San, Diego, San Francisco should have called timeout after first down. They didn't, but I didn't hear any of the commentators kill Shanahan. They should have. I didn't hear people in the postgame kill him. They should have. Just a bad, bad move by Shanahan not using his timeouts. So we go to the third quarter, 10-3. First possession, uh, Mahomes throws the interception. San Francisco has the ball at the 44-yard line of Kansas City. You have to figure out a way to get a field goal attempt. Even if it's gained seven or eight yards and kicking on fourth down, remember Moody already made a 55-yarder, so he showed he could kick at the distance. You have to figure out a way to get a field goal attempt at worst on that possession. They didn't. They waste the possession. They punt the ball down to the one-yard line, which is good. They hold them again on three uh, on, a, on a quick quick possession, get the ball back a second time at their own 36, do nothing with it, and have to punt again. Again, two massively wasted opportunities early in the third quarter that they could have, if they, if they extend the lead to 17-3, to three, I think the game is over, and I think San Francisco is Super Bowl champions. They let Kansas City hang around. They punt the ball back a second time. Kansas City then punts the ball back to San Francisco. That's when we have the botched, muffed punt return where the ball hits the hits the the gunner for San Francisco. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, instead of falling on the ball, tries to scoop it up while he's running, which that was a mistake. Just a, a, a not a not a very smart play there. You have to if you're the return man, just fall on the ball. Forget about the punt return. You have to secure possession. It was a bad luck play that the ball hit the guy's leg on the way down, but you can't. Uh, compound it by trying to be a hero and scooping it up and running. You have to just fall on the ball, take your lumps, go from there. He didn't do that. Kansas City recovers at the 13 or 14-yard line. Next play, Valdez Scantling in the end zone, and now it's game on. So uh, it was uh, made 13 to 10. Uh, that was late in the third quarter, made 13 to 10. Uh, Kansas City uh, was now ahead. Give San Francisco credit. They go back down the field. They score. Uh, the second uh, touchdown was scored by who scored the second touchdown? I can't even think of who scored the second touchdown for Kansas for San Francisco, uh, but I will think about it here in a second. But uh, San Francisco goes up seventeen to thirteen. I'm sorry. They kick a field goal to make it thirteen thirteen. Excuse me. Not a touchdown. Field goal, 13-13. Squandered opportunities, 16-16 in the fourth quarter. Last drive of the game for the 49ers, right at, right at the two-minute warning. They got second and five with about 240 left in the game. They run the ball. If you get five yards, San Francisco is going to have – I mean, Kansas City is going to have to use their timeouts at, under the two-minute warning, and you're going to be able to run the clock down and basically kick a field goal to win the Super Bowl. Second and five, they get nothing. I'm sorry. Yeah, they throw a pass to Kittle. They get nothing. Third and five at the two-minute warning. 
the next critical play for the for Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. Again, if you get a first down at the two-minute warning, Kansas City has to use their timeouts, and you're going to be able to milk the clock all the way down inside of 10 seconds to kick a field goal. Bad play. Didn't like the play call one bit. It was an inside slant. You knew Kansas City was going to blitz. That is Steve Spagnuolo's uh I, uh, that is his uh, M.O. They play man-to-man. They always blitz when it's critical, third down. They had blitzed a bunch during the game. You knew the blitz was coming, and yet they let a free runner, Trent McDuffie, loose. Don't pick him up, and he gets a free run at Purdy, and then he deflects the pass coming out of Purdy's hands, which would not have been complete in my view anyway. Didn't love the play call one bit. You got to have a little more creativity in the play calling there. You know they're blitzing. You know it's going to be man coverage. That can't be your best man beater right there at the two minute warning on third and five. So they end up having to kick a field goal to go up sixteen to thirteen. They give give Moody credit. He banged through the field goal. Another long one. But you just knew with a minute fifty. And Mahomes having his timeout, you knew he was going to go down the field. And this go, this leads into the coaching news of the day today, which is Steve Wilkes fired as a defensive coordinator of the 49ers following the Super Bowl because on the next drive, he was just too passive too many times on that last drive. Too much zone defense, too many easy throws to get Mahomes moving and that offense moving. You hit Kelsey on the crossing route, that long crossing route. Uh, that, that takes it down to the 10-yard line. They were fortunate to get out of regulation with just a field goal with San Francisco because they had one throw to the end zone to Kelsey. And if you watch the replay, Rasheed Rice is wide open in the middle of the field. It would have been a walk-in walk in touchdown with about five seconds left in the fourth quarter. But he throws, he tries to throw a back shoulder throw to Kelsey, incomplete. They have to kick a field goal to make it 16-16 at the end of regulation. Um, so again, Super Bowl number two now goes to overtime, the second ever overtime Super Bowl. Remember Brady and the Falcons when Brady and the Patriots had the 23, uh, 28-3 comeback against the Falcons. And hint, hint, guess who the offensive coordinator was for the Falcons that blew that one? Yes, one Kyle Shanahan. And again, Kyle Shanahan was also the coach four years ago for the 49ers when they played the Chiefs and they blew a 10-point fourth quarter lead. You're starting to catch a theme here, guys. You're starting to catch a theme here. We know he's a great coach, but he's not the best strategist and not the best game manager in the world. So we go to overtime. Kansas City has just driven down the field at the end of regulation, had the ball 10 or 11 plays. Is San Francisco's defense gassed? So we get to the coin toss. New rules in overtime. Both teams are going to get, be guaranteed a possession no matter how much time it takes. Again, a lot of confusion on the broadcast, a lot of confusion in the post game with these with these analysts. MJD for Maurice Jones-Drew was absolutely clueless on the NFL Network, absolutely uh, had zero idea what the rules were, and that's shame on him, shame on the NFL Network to continue to put that guy on the air when he has no idea what the rules are making comments left and right in the post game about what would you have done if the clock would have ran out in the end of the first quarter? Well, nothing. The teams would have simply switched ends and they'd have ran second down had Mahomes not thrown a touchdown on first down at the last play of the, of the first quarter of overtime. So, Shanahan makes a decision after he wins the toss. Do you take the ball or do you play defense? Shanahan makes a decision to take the ball. 
Can you make an argument that was the right decision? You can because his defense had just been on the field for about 10 or 12 plays and they were you could tell they were visibly tired. You could make the argument taking the ball there to give the off the defense some some time to rest. But on the other side of the argument, you would rather know as an offense what you have to do, whether you have to score a touchdown, whether you have to score a field goal, whether you're going to have fourth down available to you to utilize. By them taking the ball, San Francisco, I mean, you've now given Mahomes fourth down for most of that drive. Not saying every fourth down you he would they would go for it, but until they got to about the San Francisco 30, they're going for it on every fourth down until you get to about the San Francisco 30-yard line. Then they would have a decision to make on fourth down whether you kick a field goal or go for it again. So again, you're giving the best quarterback on the planet an extra down no matter where he is on the field potentially. Okay, so San Francisco takes the ball. Good call on the holding on the first on the third first third down of that drive by San Francisco. The guy for Kansas City clearly held him. That's a call you have to make a hundred times out of a hundred. So good job by the officials. Uh, the officials, speaking to the officials, did a pretty good job for the most part. There were a couple glaring holdings they let go uh, that were to me pretty obvious that you probably should have called Donovan Smith in particular a couple times that I think you have to call at that level in the Super Bowl. They didn't. They let him play. And if you watch the last play of the game, which I'll get to in a minute, if you watch when Mahomes throws the ball to Hardman, the ball was snapped from the three-yard line. Look where the right guard was at when the ball was let let out of Mahomes' hand. The right guard is blocking a linebacker at the goal line, which by rule is illegal man downfield. So again, something I never I didn't see anybody talk about on the broadcast. But if you watch it, if you slow mo it right when Mahomes lets the ball go, the right guard or it's either the right guard or the center is standing on the goal line blocking a linebacker because he thinks it's a run play. Uh, again, they ran a run pass option. Mahomes kept the ball, threw the ball to Hardman, who walked in the end zone. All right, so San Francisco drives the ball down the field. Third and four from the nine-yard line. Here is your moment of truth. Again, you know, what did, what did Spagnola do on third, third down at the two-minute warning? Blitzed. What is he going to do at, on third down in overtime? Blitz. And what does, San, what does San Francisco not do either time? Pick up the blitz. This time, instead of letting McDuffie run free, they let Chris Jones run free, who forces Purdy, who has two wide guys wide open for touchdowns, but he's unable to get the ball to him because he has to throw the ball away. Purdy gets pressured, has to throw it away. Jawan Jennings wide open. Brandon Ayuk wide open in the end zone. Would have been a, sh- a walk-in touchdown for both guys, but he doesn't have the time. He has to throw it away. Now you have a decision if you're Kyle Shanahan. And again, not much of this was discussed. Fourth and four from the nine. You know if you kick a field goal here, the odds of you stopping Patrick Mahomes, who now has fourth down to play with, ain't great. Do you potentially go for it on fourth and four, knowing if you don't make it, they got the ball on their own nine-yard line and only need a field goal to win the game, but they are on their nine-yard line. It's not like they're on the 39-yard line. They'd have the ball on their nine-yard line. You could make an argument Shanahan should have gone for it on fourth down and four from the nine-yard line. If scoring a touchdown was such a high priority, which if you have the ball first, that should be your number one priority is to figure out a way to get the ball in the end zone because you have to figure a field goal may not hold up. But 
They don't kick a field. They don't go for it on fourth and four. They decide to kick a field goal. Obviously, Moody makes the field goal, and now it's the moment of truth. You've given Mahomes fourth down now. He's got four downs. The first first down of that drive, it's fourth and one at the 34-and-a-half-yard line. Obviously, if that's the case and in, in, in Kansas City has the ball first in overtime, is it an automatic that they go for it? No, they might still go for it if they have the ball first, but they might not go for it. They may have punted if they'd had the, a fourth down uh, that deep in their own territory. So that's why, going, that's why having the ball first and the option of having fourth down with the ball second is so important. Mahomes obviously keeps the ball, converts the fourth down, keeps the drive alive, a couple more scrambles, then you hit then you hit Rasheed Rice on a crossing route, and all of a sudden you're in big trouble now. The ball's now down at the 15-yard line. They throw a little middle screen to Travis Kelsey, move the ball down to the three-yard line, and that sets up the McCole Hardman uh, in-and-out play. That's a flag football special, by the way. If you got any of you guys have ever played any competitive flag football, that's just an easy flag football play. A little motion to the inside, and then you just run out to the then you just run the receiver straight back out to the pylon, and it's an easy throw. San Francisco confused back to the zone defense of San Francisco. They did not blitz much, and again back to why Steve Wilkes today on thir- on Wednesday was let go as defensive coordinator. Not very aggressive on defense for a lot of that game. Tried to rely on the front four. They did a decent job, but not great. They don't have great cover guys in the secondary, and they got exposed. Steve Wilkes loses his job uh, as defensive coordinator post-Super Bowl. McCole Hardman walks in the end zone for a walk-in touchdown, even though the, the right guard or the center, one of those two, is standing on the goal line when Mahomes releases the ball. But that's neither here nor there. So just take a look at the video, and you'll see that. So, San, uh, so Kansas City wins third title in five years. Are they a dynasty? You have to classify them as a dynasty. I'm sorry. Whether you like Mahomes or you don't, when you win three titles in five years, back-to-back, you're a dynasty. Give them all the credit in the world. They didn't have elite wide receivers. The defense was tremendous. The coaching is really good for Kansas City with with Reed and Spagnola. Uh, The game management has been really, really good the last few years with Andy Reed. Again, this was, to me, in my opinion, nothing against Patrick Mahomes. This was a Super Bowl the 49ers lost as opposed to the Kansas City Chiefs winning. Too many mistakes by Shanahan. Game management, play calling, not being prepared for the blitz. This was a game the 49ers lost more so, in my view, than the Kansas City Chiefs won. You had the special teams mistake on the punt. Um, And we don't want to be critical, but Kyle Shanahan's now 0-3 in Super Bowl settings. Two as a head coach, one as an OC. In all three games, he was up 25 on the Patriots, up 10 in the fourth quarter on the uh, Chiefs back in 2019, and was up 10-0 late second quarter uh, uh, in this one. So three huge blown leads in Super Bowls, and the central figure in all three is Kyle Shanahan. So... Uh, some soul searching have to, has to be done by the 49ers. Some serious evaluation has to be done by the 49ers. They seemed a little unprepared about the overtime scenario. Sounds like the players weren't sure what the rules were. Maybe that wasn't covered very much. Whereas the chief players were very confident. They knew what the rules were. They knew what Andy Reid was going to do. They knew the way to, that it was going to get played out. And you could tell in the comments post game, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, they were all very, 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 very surprised San Francisco took the ball to start overtime. 
because that gives Mahomes fourth down, and you all obviously know what you have to do. So um, that can be debated till the cows come home. I get it. I don't think that was Kyle Shanahan's very, very, a very good day at the office for him from from a game strategy perspective as well as a play calling perspective. So your your Niners lose two Super Bowls again, and now the Chiefs are back to back Super Bowl champions, heading for a three peat. So there's your Super Bowl recap. Uh, again, 25-22 final overtime was it an all time classic? I don't think so. Being that it went to overtime, it's going to be put in that category. But for two and a half quarters, that game was very blasé. Not a lot of big touchdowns. Too many field goals in the game for, for me for it to be an all-timer. But uh, it, it, it ended up being a, a pretty uh, eventful last fourth quarter and overtime period there. So, again, appreciate you finding us, Powers on Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, down in Tampa. Remember, if you're looking for tickets on the secondary ticket market, whether it's for March Madness, whether it's for a concert, we got Billy Joel coming to Tampa here in about a week, whether it's spring training coming up all over the uh, the grapefruit and the cactus leagues, ticketsmarter.com and the Ticket Smarter app is your place to go. You can use the code POWERS10 for $10 off a purchase of $100 or POWERS20 is the code you use if you want to buy a, uh, for, for a $20 discount on a purchase of $300 or more. Again, you can use this code as many times as you want. College basketball, spring training, concerts, hockey events, NBA. You got the All-Star Game coming up this weekend in Indianapolis. Uh, whatever it is, Ticket Smarter. Ticket Smarter app is the place to go, the best place to go on the secondary market, secure portal, everything secure, great place to go to buy your secondary tickets at ticketsmarter.com. Also check out Titan Home Lending. If you're looking for a home loan in the state of Florida, you can reach out to Titan Home Lending, 205-790-1404. Interest rates are settling down a little bit, lots of opportunity anywhere in the state of Florida. FHA, conventional VA, renovation loans, Bank statement loans, jumbo loans, refinances. A lot of people are having the ability to refinance because of the interest rates. Uh, lots of great opportunities. So reach out to Titan Home Lending. Tell them Jason referred you. 205-790-1404. And we'll get you pre-approved. And be able to make that offer on the home of your uh, desire. So the last thing is Drew Felios. My realtor here in the state of Florida. If you're looking, if you're looking for, you need some real estate help on the buying side or the selling side, reach out to my guy Drew Felios at 813-382-9934. He'll do a great job with you, uh, job for you, representing you. Whether you're selling your house or you're looking to buy a new a new place, whether it's condo, townhouse, uh, McMansion, he does commercial properties as well. Again, Drew Felios, my guy the realtor for the Powers on Sports podcast, 813-382-9934. All right, a couple more notes and nuggets. Tiger Woods back on the PGA Tour this week out in L.A. at Riviera. You'll see uh, Tiger back this week and hopefully he can make the cut. We'll see where he's at with his golf game. Be interesting to see if he can be competitive again. Uh, so that that will be some uh, TV to watch on the weekend. The NBA All-Star game this weekend. All-Star weekend. You got uh, Ionescu versus Steph Curry in the three-point contest. You got uh, the dunk contest. You got the game on Sunday night, Indianapolis. We'll see how that goes. Not a huge, not a huge all-star game watcher, but uh, there'll be some good entertainment there. The celebrities will just migrate from Vegas last weekend at the Super Bowl to all the uh, celebrities will be heading to the all-star game in Indianapolis. So, 
Um, four weeks to Selection Sunday this weekend. Marks four weeks left to Selection Sunday. So things are starting to heat up in the college basketball world. Check out the College Basketball Coast to Coast podcast that I'm a part of. We do a live show on Saturday nights. You can check out on YouTube, College Basketball Coast to Coast, or you can check out the podcast, which will be out Sunday mornings. We do kind of a recap of the weekend's action. Uh, again, lots of stuff going on. Uh, seeds will be coming out. The committee's putting out their top four seeds for all four regions this week and their first iteration of that. So we'll kind of get an idea who are the top 16 teams in the country and the kind of their seedings are right now. Obviously, those things will change with people losing and such, but a lot of good hoops coming up here in the last four weeks until Selection Sunday. Chris Holtman, coach at Ohio State, fired, gone, goodbye. The Buckeyes have been in a major struggle the last couple of years. Ohio State owes him $14 million not to be the coach. So good to be Chris Altman today, even though he's not the coach there anymore. Going to make $14 million. Remember, Ohio State just hired a new athletic director who will be taking over here shortly. Uh, we'll see who they go after to fill that role. Ohio State usually does some big game hunting, so don't be surprised if maybe the FAU coach is in the mix here, Dusty May, one of those kind of guys, or maybe a job, maybe a, a John Calipari, if, he, if something happens with him at Kentucky, potentially. So uh, Ohio State will do some big game hunting for a new coach, uh, but they owe Chris Holtman $14 million. And you see the last story we'll, I'll talk about when we out of, get out of here. How about the news coming out that the that a couple of teams inquired about potentially trading for LeBron James last week before the trade deadline? Most notably, the Golden State Warriors. Wow. Would that not have been something if the Warriors would have made a deal with the Lakers? It sounds like LeBron James had no interest in doing that. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me, LeBron James? Your Lakers are kind of going nowhere. The Warriors, you could have gone to, with Steph. You could have gone with Draymond. You could have gone with some other these couple of these other guys. Wiggins and Clay Thompson probably would have been a part of the trade going the other way, uh, but p- including some uh, potentially Kaminga, something like that, because Kaminga's been playing really well lately. Uh, but LeBron James, no interest in potentially going to the Warriors and no interest in potentially going to the 76ers, who allegedly called uh, the Lakers about the interest of a, a potentially a trade. So Lakers are going with uh, the, the band, keeping the band together. Uh, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. But an interesting nugget out of uh, that LeBron James's name was talked about in potential trade phone calls between the Warriors owner and Jeannie Buss uh, and Daryl Morey and Jeannie Buss. So interesting nugget there as we got out of the trade deadline. So, all right, folks, enjoy your weekend. A lot of college basketball. Enjoy the golf with Tiger. Hopefully he makes the weekend. Uh, we'll see what happens with the NBA All-Star Game. Super Bowl wrapped up. The Combine will be in about another week, week and a half in Indianapolis. That'll be another event. Free agency starts in the first week or so of March. So you'll you'll start to hear people's uh, uh, who, who's available, who could be available. Obviously, the draft is coming up. You're going to have the quarterback debate of who do, what do the Bears do? Do they trade fields? What do, they, do they keep them? Which of these quarterbacks is going to be rated the best between Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels? There'll be some intrigue there and what the Bears do and does Washington try to trade up and the Patriots do anything and all that stuff. So lots of stuff coming up. The calendar never ends, but we will finish this episode of the Powers on Sports podcast. Again, appreciate you finding us at JPO Sports on Twitter. Go check out my picture with Carmelo Anthony as well as the seven foot seven. High school senior Oliver Ryu, who's heading to Florida next year from the IMG Academy. Appreciate you finding us, and we'll see you next time, Powers on Sports Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Powers on Sports Podcast. 
Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you are hearing us tonight. Remember, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Sports. So we'd love to hear your feedback, comments, suggestions for future episodes. And again, thanks for all the support. Remember to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. And we'd love to see you back next time for the next episode of the Powers on Sports podcast. Have a great week.